On Monday's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, it is time for Game 3, baby. But before we get there, we have to recap the absolute domination that was the Colorado Avalanche's performance in Game 2. A lot to talk about on today's episode. And trust me when I say, Steele and I have your back to break it all down, baby. And don't forget, big time bets coming up. Let's get it. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hockey heads, degenerate gamblers, and the Locked On Fantasy Hockey people, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and making us your first listen. Every single day, Monday to Friday, you can find Mr. Steel Roden and I, Big Flip Livingstone, right here across all platforms. You find your favorite and hottest content, and that includes YouTube. So please, please head out there right now and smash that subscribe button. We seriously appreciate it. So thank you for that, love. And thank you so, so much for riding with us every single day. We appreciate it all. What I appreciate the most, Steel, is the interesting amount of topics that we could talk about on today's show that includes a serious domination performance from the Colorado Avalanche. The Tampa Bay Lightning are reeling. Big time bets, a little bit dodgy, but that's okay. We're here to break it all down, Steel. Game two was a very, very impressive performance from the Colorado Avalanche. We'll start there, but there's a lot to talk about on today's show, people. So make sure you're tapped in and tuned in for the entire episode. Steel, my friend, my co-host. I don't know what you think about this, but I mentioned that I thought this was basically almost a do-or-die game for the Tampa Bay Lightning in terms of needing a win for this series. And after what we saw, I think maybe what I was saying holds a little bit more water, don't you think? It does hold a little bit more water because I wasn't sure if it was a do or die game uh, before game two actually happened. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of leaning towards what you said and you made a very yeah. good point that this might be a Thank do you. or die game, especially with the pure domination, a seven, nothing win for the Colorado avalanche. You know, sure. I had the avalanche on the puck line. Thankfully that hit for me for the big time nice. bets, but I did not see this being a seven, nothing game where the avalanche or where the lightning gets shut out. Uh, Again, we've said this a couple of times throughout the postseason. Andre Vasilevsky looking a little bit more human, like mm-hmm. a couple of goals that definitely he would have liked to have back, uh, which a couple of them we saw in the in game one as well. Yeah. For me, um, yeah, this is a very, very big turning point for the Colorado Avalanche going on the road for game three. And this is going to be a big play uh, heading into big time bets at the end of the episode. There is a lot of ways we could take this conversation. And that's something to be said, considering we only have one game every other night. You and I are usually breaking down a 10 to 12 game board of action. And look at this, what we have in front of us. Because all of a sudden, I talked about throwing some respect on John Cooper's name. Talked about the credit of the Tampa Bay Lightning, that pedigree. And all of a sudden, it's being put to an extreme test. And, you know, we can talk about Kale McCarr, Nachushkin, Nathan McKinnon. But I think what you said is right. Let's start with Andre Vasilevsky. And I love your term of muffins. There was some fresh ones coming out the oven. And if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, 
you have to be a little bit rattled because especially in those bounce back scenarios, we know how good Vasilevsky has been. We don't need to talk about the numbers. They're historically good. And now they can't get that done. Concerned for sure, but I'll leave it at this before I throw it back to you and give me your take on this. You're don't, you're not out of it until you lose at home. And the Tampa Bay Lightning game three, they have an opportunity to set the tone. But that was a dominating performance. Every single period, almost every single minute, it seemed. I'm not going to go down for shift for shift. But my goodness, if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and their fan base, you got to be shaking in your boots. Yeah, they have to be a little bit nervous right now. And to go back to John Cooper, there needs to be respect kept on his name. He's done a fantastic job over the last... Over the last half of uh, over the last decade, or you know, ever since uh, he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, even we go back to the last three years, the road that the, it took to the Tampa Bay Lightning to get to the Stanley Cup Finals over the last three seasons as well. It's a tough road, but we, you, you and I have both said this, and a lot of people have said this out there. This is not the same year that we've seen the last two uh, Stanley Cup Finals. This isn't the, the this isn't the Dallas Stars. This yeah. isn't the Montreal Canadiens. This is a yeah. true test. So even though that they've had a very tough road over the last three seasons getting to the Stanley Cup finals and 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 being pure domination every single every single time we've seen them Mm. this isn't the Dallas Stars this isn't the Montreal Canadiens this is a true cup contending team in the Colorado Avalanche a team that has been battling over the last four seasons to get to this point for the first time in 20 years so this is a tough road ahead but John Cooper still deserves the respect on his name he's done a fantastic job this is just a legitimate uh legitimate contender I really appreciate you saying that, Steele. And before I continue, I got to hit you with this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Where the game starts, it's Bet Online. That's my bad. That should have happened off the top. Please don't sue us locked on. Hold it down. But, Steele, this is what I wanted to take this conversation next because, you know, Kale McCarr, we should talk about it for sure. Actually, We have to talk about it because he is just absolutely special. But take a look at the Colorado Avalanche's depth. Just absolutely impressive. Darren Helm, out of nowhere with an absolute beauty. All four lines rolling and impressive. Dallas gives up on Andre Nishushkin a couple of years ago, buys him out. And now this guy is stacking paper in his head with the performances (laughs) that he's putting up right now. And you know what? At the end of the day, Steele, they are heading back to Tampa for game three. But let me hit you with this stat one time. 90% of teams in the Stanley Cup final that go up 2-0 go on to win the Stanley Cup. So right there, you know we're not big math guys, but I can understand the math on that one. Tampa Bay Lightning have their luck cut out for them, my friend. Yeah, it's definitely a tough road ahead. Uh, being down 2 nothing in the Stanley Cup Finals. But we've seen them come back so far in this postseason. So it's we true. can't count them out yet. But true. after the pure domination in Game 2 from the Colorado Avalanche, it's going to be a lot tougher now uh, heading back to Tampa for Game 3. But I think you make a good point, And I think that's the point I really want to highlight out of Game 2 was the depth scoring. Uh, if, yeah. if the Avalanche can get two out of the four superstars every single night producing, they're gonna be it's going to be an easy road for the Avalanche moving forward. Whether it's Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, McKinnon, McCarr, uh, you know, Rantanen and McCarr, it doesn't matter. As long as they can get one or two of those guys going, they should have a very easy road going uh, moving forward. Rantanen, three assists in game two. McCarr, two goals in game two. But it's the depth scoring that really struck out to both of us here, Flip. 
Luchushkin, yeah. like you said, two goals for him. Burakovsky, he's got two points. New hook, two assists. Cogliano gets put back in the lineup from injury. He's got two assists. And what about Josh Manson jumping up in the play and sniping yeah. one pass Andre Vasilevsky yeah. as well? So he had one goal in the night. It's the depth scoring, but it's also what you highlighted last highlighted last episode. It's the special teams. The Lightning yes, go sure. 0 for 3 again on the yep. power play. Yep. And then the Avalanche come right back and go 2 for 4. So if they can mm -hmm. go 2 for 4 every single night, this is going to be very, very dangerous for the Lightning. And and the it's all about the execution for me as well. We've seen this. We saw this in Game 1, and we saw this a couple times in Game 2 on the power play for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. That yeah. bumper player who shifts up and down in the slot going right in front of Andre Vasilevsky or jumping back up in the high slot where he can get an open opportunity. We saw that multiple times with Valeri Nachushkin, especially on the first goal of the game. And we saw that in the first goal of the game in game one as well. So the power play and the execution they're doing right now is absolutely flawless for me. Special teams we knew was going to be a factor. Thank you for bringing it up, my friend. That's why you're my co-host. That's why we do this show together. It is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Steel and Flip. Monday to Friday, baby, you can find us 7 a.m. in the morning with the fresh, fresh, hot out the oven episodes. So make sure you do not slip or slack on that content because we are bringing that heat. Speaking of which, Steel... The Heat is all up against the Tampa Bay Lightning now. So there's something to be said, regardless of how you want to break things down. They are now up against it. The Colorado Avalanche have set the tone. Can the Tampa Bay Lightning respond? A lot of what I've talked about for this team is resiliency and their ability to absorb, adapt, and get better. Let's see if they can do that again, because like you said, this is now an absolutely different animal, a different beast. But one of those consistencies, one of the same things that you need to be checking out, it's betonline.net. Your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, news, and all of this year's NHL finale and Major League Baseball action at BetOnline. Your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news throughout the season. It is the fastest and easiest way to check all of your favorite events, including MMA, combat sports, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. And real quick, we have an important favor to ask you out there. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about our listeners like you to make Locked On Podcasts even better. So this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It doesn't take very long. And once you and once you complete a survey, you can qualify for a chance to win a $100 Ticketmaster gift, ticket gift card. One of $10 Ticketmaster gift cards, might I add. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast slash survey. Thank you so much for all your help, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, making it your first listen every single day. Flip and I appreciate you appreciate you out there so much for tuning in, so thank you so much again. And Flip, before we dive into what needs to change for the Lightning into Game 3, I think this plays a part into that conversation, 
And I want to talk about John Cooper and Andre Vasilevsky real quick, because for <laughs> me, when the Colorado Avalanche went, uh, went up 5 nothing, a little close-up went on Brian Elliott there on the bench, looking up at the screen, the Jumbotron. He's like, mm -hmm. if I get him put in, am I, am I going in right now the first time yeah. in the postseason? Yeah. It's 5 nothing Colorado. You're John Cooper. The game's pretty much out of reach at this point. Do you put Brian Elliott in there and, you know, you know, save some energy and, you know, give Andre Vasilevsky a little bit of chance to just get on the bench and kind of see the game from a different perspective. What mm. can I do different? What What's going on out there? Do you pull Andre Vasilevsky at that point? Everyone that I heard steal on TSN, on TV, on the radio said I would have pulled him. And I think most people would. That's the logical thing to do. But I think this goes a lot to speak to the, the point that John Cooper believes in his team that much. He, I think, clearly thought at 5 nothing at that point, even though the game was clearly over for a lot of people, I believe at that point I also saw a stack go up on the screen that the Colorado Avalanche were minus 2,000 on the in-play money line. So that just goes to show you what most people thought the situation was. But I think it goes to speak to John Cooper's confidence in his team. And maybe yeah. that's overconfidence. And maybe also at the same time, Steele, and I'm getting this is a long answer, really long, is you mentioned it. Are you really throwing Brian Elliott into any situation? Because 5 nothing is 5 nothing, but it's not 10 nothing. And for yeah. a guy who hasn't played in a while, and I know we saw an awesome story with Louis Domingue coming out of nowhere, I'm sorry, but Brian Elliott's time as a goaltender in the NHL, I think has, you know, that's set. But again, I think I don't hate the idea because this is the Stanley Cup final. And let's say they pop two quick ones. You know what I'm saying? And it's 5-2. Yeah. I don't know. I just, a lot of hate was thrown at John Cooper for not pulling him. And what I guess I'm trying to say is I don't dislike the decision because, like I said, he obviously had a confidence factor that they would come back. Look, I, I can't disagree with that answer right there. I actually like that answer a lot. Uh, and I, I like I like your your word of overconfidence there uh, yeah. from John Cooper. There was a little bit of overconfidence there. Yes. You know, you, the game is 5 nothing For me, it was a little bit out of reach. Yeah. But I like your explanation there. I would have kept Vasilevsky in after 5 nothing as well to start the third because you never know. They could score two quick ones. We saw that in, we saw that in game in the second period of game one. They scored two quick ones to tie it up if they yeah. score two quick ones to start the five two and there's still a ton of hockey left i think for me i probably would have pulled vasilevsky after the shorthanded goal from kale mccarr to start yeah. the third period i'm yeah. like you know it's six nothing now brian elliott hasn't played this game's already out of hand let's get vasilevsky off the nut off the ice give him a little bit of rest going in to, for game three at home and you know let him see the game from a different perspective let him watch it Mm -hmm. And see what's going on out there and what he can do better. What you know, what Nathan McKinnon, what Miko Ranton, what Kale McCarr is doing out there that's really affecting his game. I would have pulled him after six nothing, but again, that's real, it's really objective. Uh, John, you could really go either way with this decision, yeah. And hey, I get I understand that people are talking about it because from the Tampa Bay perspective of that game, what else are you going to talk about? Because there really wasn't much else there. That's how good the Colorado Avalanche were. So obviously that decision gets much more, you know, that's exacerbated the situation there because what else are we really going to focus on other than I would throw this out there because we've talked about it before and I'll leave it at this. People like their numbers. How about the total amount of ice time 
for some of those bottom players. Corey Perry, Patrick Maroon, we know how effective they've been. But when they're only getting thrown out there for, you know, 11, 12 minutes a night, and I know they don't average much more than that, that's how Tampa Bay has turned the tides in the games that they haven't played well, and they've come back and won. We've mentioned it a bunch of times. They get gritty. They roll those bottom third and fourth lines. And when that isn't effective and you're seeing four lines of magic coming at you from the Colorado Avalanche, I don't care how many rings you have on your finger. Uh, that's not going to be something you're going to be able to go up against. So the other thing, Steele, before we head into big time bets, because please stay tuned for that. We can get there in a second. We got to talk about Kale McCarr again, because this is getting a little bit ridiculous a power play goal and a shorthanded goal. I wrote this down earlier when I read it. There's only three other players in the history of the NHL who have done that in a single Stanley Cup game. And it doesn't even matter who those players are, but I wrote them down anyway. Gordy Howe, not bad. Trevor Linden, probably a Hall of Famer. Glenn Wesley, eh, whatever. But the fact that there's only three of them to ever do it, that's the more impressive factor. And now we're on to some stuff here with Kale McCarr Steele that is truly historic. And if the Colorado Avalanche can continue to move towards the Stanley Cup, this might even, even if Tampa Bay somehow comes back and wins it, this might be a Jean Sebastian Jaguer situation where the guy holding the con Smythe is on the team losing and is crying. That's how good <laughs> Kale McCarr has been. I don't think that's going to happen. But, oh, my goodness, my friend, this kid is fun to watch. Yeah, and, and this makes the Conn Smythe uh, decision actually a lot tougher now, especially with the way R Miko yeah. Rantanen's playing. Uh, yes, sir. And, you know, the way Gabriel Landeskog started in game one as well. So it makes, Plus 6,000 on Landeskog. Hey, it makes back. all four of these guys. It makes all four of these guys right in the mix. And it makes a tough decision about who you're going to sprinkle some money on. So. For me, uh, I, for me, I'm still leaning with Nathan McCarr, even though he's had a little bit of a struggle to start the first two games. But it makes it that much uh, more close between the, those four guys of the Colorado Avalanche. Hey, this is just, dude, short-handed <laughs> goal and a power play goal. And his shot is, I think one, I think one of the two goals, I believe it was the second one. Vasilevsky, I think, should have had that one. Yeah. But the first goal, this kid doesn't even need to consider a slap shot when you can risk it like that. Um, because that's just seriously impressive stuff. And we talked about his kill McCarr, a top three player a week ago. Um, <laughs> he continues to do things like that. He's right there in that conversation and he was already. So it's just seriously still at the end of the day, it's fun to watch. And I know, you know, you and I joke about me being a little bit older than you, but I haven't seen something like that. And I'm not sitting here like, I haven't seen this in my 80 years. It's like, this is impressive stuff here. However you want to slice it. And it's just really exciting. Look, this is the, this to me is the beginning of a legacy for not only the Colorado avalanche, yes. but for Nathan McKinnon, Kale yes. McCarr, and all of those guys, those top guys that, uh, that they have rolling out of their lineups right now. So for, this is the start of a legacy. We're hoping that this is the start of a legacy for the locked on fantasy hockey podcast mm -hmm. too, with the big time bets. Let's mm -hmm. jump right into that. But before I have to thank you all out there for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, your first listen every single day. And real quick, you got to hit the subscribe. You got to hit the follow button. Once you do, you'll get the latest episodes. And Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. Let's jump right into big time bets. Good, sir. Flip you, sir. Livingstone. 
You're right. It's been a little bit dodgy to start the Stanley Cup Finals. We have yes. hit at least one pick every single game so far. So at we least need to we do better. One, we can but do we better. do need to do. We do need to do a little bit better here. Uh, we're not living up to the our expectations. At least we need to be helping out the fans out there as well. So I'll throw it over to you to start off. Start us off because you are the vet. I got to show you your respect. Thank you. Start us off big time here. So what has hit for me the past two two games in a row is the total. We've been going with the over. That has been kind of like almost the go-to bet for me because that if there's anything that's been clear for me, because obviously I've been backing the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that hasn't gone well. It has been the over-under, and I'm going back to it again, Steele, but in a different way here. I think this number is going to creep up to 6.5 because of the two numbers going over the total, and I like this one to stay under the number. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning make a couple of adjustments and really clamp down on the Colorado Avalanche because if they don't, and I said it already in game two, this series might be over. And, you know, a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning fans are going to get heated, and that's fine. But when you get beat 7 nothing in the Stanley Cup final, this is what I'm going to say because this team needs to respond. So let me start it with this deal. Give me the under six and a half for game three tonight. I feel like this is going to be a much tighter checking game. One where you see John Cooper really utilize some of those grittier lines, third and fourth lines going up against those beastly lines of the Colorado Avalanche. Let me start there at the under six and a half. I don't know what you think about that one, pal. I like that a lot, actually. I think they will bump it up to six and a half after the scoring friends that we've seen from game one as well as game two. Uh, I do like the six and a half. I like the under in this game as well. I think we're going to see a lot better Andre Vasilevsky, a lot more, you know, mm-hmm. God-like Andre Vasilevsky. Yes. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if the Lightning will win this game because after game two, it's, it really has changed my mind about how many games this will finish in and yeah. uh, who's going to win in what ga- in, in each game. So for me, I do like the under there, but for my first pick, I'm going to something that you've suggested over the last couple of, uh, over the last couple of games for the Colorado okay. Avalanche. And I'm going with the Arturi Lekkinen anytime point at plus 100. Uh, 12 points, uh, 12 points, I believe, 14 games for him. Um, I believe it's 14 games. Uh, Lekkinen, sorry, 16 games. 12 points in 16 games, uh, seven goals, five assists. He's done fantastic in that bumper position as well in the power play. Uh, Rantanen, McKinnon really finding him in the slot. I think he's getting those opportunities as well on the top line. Okay. Anytime point from Lekkanen plus 100 for my first pick of the night. Hey, man. <laughs> like, the guy has been good. Like, straight up and down. Like, he's he's just, he's been good. So, this is how you continue to make a little bit of money. You got to stay with these guys. And at the end of it all, Steel, like, you're probably going to get a decent odd for that as well. And where I'm headed is for a player that I honestly, I think they need to respond and respond in a Big, big way. And that's Steven Stamkos, my friend. Um, I think he needs to respond. He talked a lot. He came out after that loss, by the way. Credit due to a true leader in Steven Stamkos. He took 15 minutes of reporter questions after getting lambasted 7-0. I don't know how many other Tampa Bay players took media. I don't think it was many. He went out there as the captain and he took it on the chin and said exactly what I've been saying with this team is they're our resilient bunch. So I think they bounce back. He takes his personal. You could see it in his face. 
I'm not going to cop out either on the anytime point because that hasn't been working out for me. Give me a Steven Stamkos anytime goal. I might also consider Steven Stamkos first time goal scorer as well because that will be juicy for sure. But I'm going both ways, Steel. And my lock of the night is the under six and a half. I only have two picks tonight. All right. Well, I, I do like the Stammer pick too as well. Uh, he definitely needs to be a lot better. Uh, for me, game two really, really influenced me in a big way. Uh, it changed my perspective of how many games this might actually finish in. Okay. It changed my perspective on who's going to win game three and four because originally I thought Tampa was going to win both at home. For my second pick, I'm going with the Avalanche on the money line at minus 110 as of right now. Um, game seven, like I said, just really influenced and, uh, and changed my mind in a whole different way. Uh, seven nothing domination. Seven nothing domination. I do agree with you that game three is going to a little bit uh, going to be a little bit more gritty and tight, uh, tight game. Uh, we're going to see Andre Vasilevsky bounce back, but I still believe the Avalanche take this one on the money line and go up three nothing in the series. And then for games four and five, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning again, like that's a do or die, and we know that they're a resilient bunch. So for yeah. me, Avalanche go up three nothing in the series. My second pick. Avalanche on the money line at minus 110. And then for my third and final pick, my lock of the night, I'm yeah. taking either Miko Rantanen anytime assist at minus 130 because that is pretty much free money right there. Mm. Uh, he's on a six-game point streak. He's yeah. got 11 points he's in those great. games. He's been absolutely fantastic flip. And seven of those 11 points are assists. But I also might look towards Miko Rantanen uh, anytime power play point for plus 100 because okay. four because right. four of those four of those assists were on the power play and one of those goals were on the power play he has been an absolute facilitator playmaker and a big reason why his name should be in consideration for the con Smythe trophy is the way he started the stanley cup finals against the tampa bay lightning and one of the things that impresses me with his game is his speed and that was one of the things that stood out from that entire game. And I'm glad you mentioned written in because it's bringing me full circle here for what I took away from this game is the speed. Colorado is two steps ahead of them, it seems. And maybe, though, it plays into one of the factors that has been discussed at length, at nauseum, if you will. Is the Tampa Bay Lightning's track record in terms of so many games played? So now is that catching up with them, Steele? You can't help but feel it is because this Colorado team has been blowing the doors off them over the last, what, uh, 80 minutes of hockey, at least 75, uh, aside from the overtime, uh, whatever. Again, not good with the numbers, but what matters <laughs> is, is that speed continues to be a massive edge. And if Tampa can't respond, you know, we don't need to say it again, but they are in deep. Yeah, it, uh, being down two nothing in the uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals is not something you want to is you want to see for your one own out of team. ten teams. One out of ten teams have responded. Uh, I think I know the numbers on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, at least Wait, you is got Mark one Tarodano's of them. But... Birthday? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm not quite sure anymore. <laughs> it's, it's too many numbers. His age has been tossed around a lot recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. It, look, we're in for a crazy ride. This is a true test for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap things up, just to reiterate, my lock of the night, Miko Rantanen, anytime assist at minus 130 and flip. Let them know what your lock of the night is again. 
under the total six and a half i would even consider taking it at six because i do expect a much tighter much tighter checking game overall but i believe it, you'll get it at a lot of markets at 6.5 and for probably a good number as well perfect you heard it here first take the under for game three of the stanley cup finals miko ranton and anytime assist those are the locks of the night pencil it in lock it in put your money down Flip and I are trying to bounce back in a big way to start off the week. Start off game three right with some big time bets. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. But for your second listen, you really have to check out Locked On NHL. From the first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this podcast right here. So again, if you haven't hit the subscribe or the follow or the follow button, please do so right now and you'll get the latest episodes of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast as soon as they're available each and every day, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.